Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, President Biden punishes Russia, expelling Russian diplomats and spies from America, issuing strict new sanctions for the Kremlin's role in a major cyber attack, misinformation, and election interference. The first significant measures taken against Russia in years. President Biden warns he could go further. We'll always stand in defense of our country. Could the move escalate tensions with Russia? Booster shot? Why Pfizer tonight is saying you might need a third dose within a year and even an annual shot. The doctor's orders when Dr. Anthony Fauci says restrictions can be lifted and his heated argument with a conservative member of Congress. We're talking about a pandemic that has killed 560,000 Americans. Emotional tribute. The family of Dante Wright reeling. This is a taser, but no, my nephew was killed with this. As the cop who shot him appears in court for the first time. Not testifying. After Derek Chauvin pleads the fifth, the defense and the prosecution rest. When will the jury decide? Chicago on edge. Graphic body cam video of officers fatally shooting a 13-year-old. Hoping for a miracle, the agonizing wait for families of crew members missing after their lift boat capsized off Louisiana. The Royal Rift. William and Harry won't walk together at Prince Philip's funeral. And Roots for Boots, serving the troops who served our country, thanks to a full-time angel. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with breaking news. President Biden saying he's imposing tough new sanctions on Russia in retaliation for a crippling cyber attack and for interfering in U.S. elections. And he says he's willing to take further action if Vladimir Putin 
doesn't back off. The moves are the first significant U.S. sanctions in years, and they're designed to choke off Moscow's ability to borrow money. The White House also says it's kicking 10 Russian diplomats out of Washington immediately, saying they're actually spies. And for the first time, the U.S. is officially blaming Russia's intelligence service for that sweeping hack of software made by SolarWinds that was discovered in December. Now, the sophisticated cyber attack allowed Russia to infiltrate government agencies and thousands of major companies, potentially compromising everything from intelligence secrets to intellectual property. And there's also some major news as we come on the air from Pfizer, the company's CEO saying tonight anyone who got Pfizer's two-dose COVID vaccine may need a third shot in the coming months. So we'll get to that in just a moment. But we are going to begin tonight with CBS's Weijia Jiang, who's going to lead off our coverage from the White House. Good evening, Weijia. Nora, good evening. President Biden said he was clear with Vladimir Putin that he could have taken even harsher action and warned if Russia continues its bad behavior next time, he will. He also proposed they have a summit in Europe this summer to talk about a wide range of pressing issues. Russia seeks to violate the interests of the United States. We will respond. Tonight, President Biden is drawing a line in the sand, imposing strict new sanctions on dozens of Russian companies and individuals and expelling 10 Russian diplomats who the White House says are spies. The penalties are in response to Moscow's interference in the 2020 presidential election and for carrying out the SolarWinds cyber hack that accessed sensitive data, including intelligence and nuclear secrets from U.S. government agencies and 18,000 major U.S. companies, including Microsoft, in what may be the most widespread and sophisticated hack in history. I was clear with President Putin that we could have gone further. But I chose not to do so. To be, I chose to be proportionate. He is willing to be extraordinarily tough with Putin if Putin continues his malign behavior. The timing emphasizes President Biden's shift in foreign policy priorities from the war in Afghanistan to growing global threats. On Wednesday, he announced all U.S. troops would come home by September 11th. Today, Secretary of State Antony Blinken flew to Kabul, where he acknowledged concerns that pulling American forces out will allow more attacks from the Taliban. I know this is a, uh, a moment for many of uh, uh, mixed emotions. These are uh, hard, uh, hard choices, hard decisions. President Biden is also sharpening his China strategy, in part by working with allies in the region. Tomorrow, he is hosting Japanese Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga here at the White House that just announced South Korea's president will visit next month. Nora? All right, Weijia Jang at the White House, thank you. Also, this news just coming in. The pause in the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine will likely continue for at least another eight days. Now, that is when a CDC advisory committee will hold its next meeting. Now, this comes as Dr. Anthony Fauci says the U.S. needs to get COVID infections down to 10,000 new cases per day to lift restrictions. The U.S. is now averaging nearly seven times that number. And CBS's Mola Lenghi reports COVID shots could soon become part of a regular routine. Tonight, the CEO of Pfizer saying a booster shot will likely be needed within 12 months of getting fully vaccinated. And it's possible people will need to get the COVID vaccine yearly, just like the flu shot. A likely scenario is that there will be likely a need for a third dose somewhere 
between uh, six and 12 months. This as COVID cases climb, fueled by variants, all while the Johnson & Johnson vaccine remains on pause after six women developed severe blood clots. In Pennsylvania, more than 30,000 new cases were reported in the last week as the state halted the use of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. We were able to quickly pivot and uh, make sure that we continue to provide the service to Philadelphia. The race to vaccinate continues at sites across Philadelphia, where over a third of COVID cases are concerning variants. Um, so as good as this feels that we're getting, you know, people vaccinated um, and we've been successful in doing that, um, we still have a, a way to go. And tonight, concern is growing over multi-system inflammatory syndrome, or MIS-C, that rare, mysterious disease that strikes children after a COVID infection. So far, it's infected more than 3,000 in 48 states, D.C., and Puerto Rico. And now researchers at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia think they may know one reason why. And many of these children don't even have any symptoms at all. Researchers discovered these children have highly activated immune systems that sometimes exceed the immune systems of adults battling COVID. So we're still learning a lot about this disorder, but um, it, it fortunately responds really well to, to treatment. Meanwhile, in Washington today, frustrations over COVID restrictions boiled over as Congressman Jim Jordan sparred with Dr. Anthony Fauci. You don't think Americans' liberties have been threatened the last year, Dr. Fauci? They've been assaulted. I don't look at this as a liberty thing, Congressman Jordan. Well, that's obvious. What measures have to be attained before yeah. Americans get their First Amendment liberties back? I just told you, we're not talking about liberties. We're talking about a pandemic that has killed 560,000 Americans. Well, this is the largest federal vaccination site in Pennsylvania, administering 6,000 Pfizer vaccines every single day. The FEMA had planned to switch over to Johnson & Johnson until that vaccine was suspended earlier this week. So now FEMA says they'll keep this site open for an extra month until May 26th. Nora? Mololengi, thank you. All right, tonight tensions are still running very high in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, which is now bracing for a fifth night of protests. This follows the shooting death Sunday of 20-year-old Dante Wright. Today, the former officer who fired the shot went before a judge remotely. CBS's Omar Villafranca reports from Brooklyn Center. Kim Potter's first court appearance lasted five minutes, but her second-degree manslaughter charge could put her in prison for up to 10 years. In a virtual court hearing that could not be recorded, Potter briefly appeared. Her only words to the judge were, yes, sir. This is a taser. This is a taser. But no, my nephew was killed with this, a Glock. Potter's arrest is of no comfort to Dante Wright's family. Justice isn't even a word to me. I do want accountability, 100% accountability, mm -hmm. if that even happens. We're still going to bury our son. The family is still reeling after 20-year-old Wright was pulled over by Brooklyn Center police for an expired tag. Police say he had a misdemeanor warrant. As they struggled to arrest him, Potter yelled taser, but instead grabbed her gun, firing the fatal shot. Today, this emotional tribute from Wright's father. My son was very much loved. We loved him a lot. And the way he was killed, he, he did not deserve that. These young black men being killed, can you blame my son or anyone else from being scared of the police? 
More protests are expected tonight. Activists have started putting up these air fresheners on the fence in front of the police department. Because keep in mind, Wright told his mom before he was killed that officers pulled him over for having one of these on the rearview mirror. As for Potter, she is out on bail. Her next court appearance is in May. Nora? Omar Villafranca, thank you. And not far away from where Omar is in Minneapolis, the defense rested today at Derek Chauvin's murder trial. Chauvin is charged with murdering George Floyd. And today he declined to take the stand in his own defense. CBS's Jamie Ucas has been following that case. Within the first five minutes of the court day, Derek Chauvin answered the question everyone has been asking. Uh, I will invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege today. The jury was not in the room for the rare sight. Chauvin's face unmasked. And it was the first time we heard his voice in court. Is this your decision not to testify? It is, Your Honor. Number one, you have to decide, is this person going to be good on the stand? Joe Tamburino is a Minneapolis criminal defense attorney not associated with the case. Why do you think he didn't decide to testify? Because they did a risk-benefit analysis, and he and his attorney decided that the risks were too great. The prosecution then tried to deflate an argument the defense made yesterday that carbon monoxide from the police car contributed to Floyd's death. They tried to introduce a blood test they said was discovered last night, but the judge said that wasn't fair to the defense and told them to tread lightly. If he even hints that there are test results that the jury has not heard about, it's going to be a mistrial. Pure and simple. So prosecutor Jerry Blackwell carefully asked his questions, trying to point out the low level of carbon monoxide in Floyd's blood. Do you have an opinion to a reasonable degree of medical certainty as to whether this statement that Mr. Floyd's carboxyhemoglobin could have increased by 10 to 18 percent is reliable? No, I believe it is not reliable. Closing arguments start on Monday. Once the jury gets the case, they will be sequestered. As to how long they will be deliberating, the judge told them, plan for long, hope for short. Nora? Jamie Ukis, thank you. Well, tonight there is shock and sadness in Chicago after the city today released body cam video of an officer shooting and killing a 13-year-old boy. We want to warn you that this video is disturbing. The mayor and the boy's family are asking the community to express their grief peacefully. Here's CBS's Adriana Diaz. The chase lasted 20 seconds before an officer opened fire. Show me your head. Stop it. Stop it. A single shot struck the chest of 13-year-old Adam Toledo. Police say he had a gun in his right hand. I'm going to start CPR. I'm not feeling heartbeat. Officer Eric Stillman, who's now on administrative duty, tried to revive him. Hey, stay with us, buddy. But the boy was pronounced dead at the scene. Police say a semi-automatic pistol was recovered a few feet away. The incident began around 2.30 a.m. on March 29th, when gunshots were picked up by a police audio scanner. Less than a minute later, police encountered Toledo and 21-year-old Ruben Roman, who was tackled. Today, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who was a 13-year-old of her own, called for calm. No parent should ever have a video broadcast widely of their child's last moments. Much less be placed in a terrible situation of losing their child in the first place. I just want to know what really happened to my baby. Days after his death, Toledo's mother demanded answers. They had a lot of options, but not kill him. 
Toledo's family said one of Adam's dreams was to be a police officer. Nora, the city of Chicago is preparing for protests tonight. All right, Adriana Diaz, thank you. Tonight, the search continues off the Louisiana coast for 12 crew members of a ship that capsized on Tuesday in a violent storm. And infrared scans indicate two of the missing may be in the hull alive. CBS's David Begno is in Port Fouchon, Louisiana. Good evening, David. Nora, good evening. It's happening right now. You've got divers trying to actually break into the hull of the ship to figure out whether or not at least two men are still alive. Earlier, Nora, they took a hammer to that hull, banging on it to see if anyone would bang back or yell back at them, but they heard nothing. These photos were just released by the Coast Guard, showing their rescuers at the site of the wreckage today. The Coast Guard tells CBS News that when the lift boat capsized on Tuesday, rescue crews actually dropped life jackets and radios to five men seen sitting on the hull of the boat, which is still partially exposed. Now, according to the Coast Guard, two of those men radioed that they were going back into the hull of the boat. And that was the last radio transmission the Coast Guard heard at 9.53 p.m. on the night of the wreck. With the search now in its third day, families are not only restless, but they're starting to get frustrated. Scott Daspit's son, Dylan, is one of the missing. I have a boat coming here myself, and I'm going out because who knows how far they've drifted now. We know we he was not back. kidding. We were there when Daspit got on that boat and went out to help aid in the search to find his son. But before he left, he told us this about Dylan. He's got a one-year-old and a two-year-old two grandsons that uh, love their daddy very much. Dylan is among the 19 people on the ship when it capsized during a storm that had 90 mile per hour winds and waves higher than 10 feet. He's got the spirit to make it. Mm. But I'd just like to know if, he, if he's on the water, I'm going to find him. Tonight, Scott is still on that boat out at sea, hell-bent and determined not to come back here to this fire station to meet his family until he knows whether Dylan is dead or alive. Nora. Oh, I am so thinking of those families and the pain they're going through. David Begno, thank you. There is some good economic news tonight. Retail sales jumped 9.8% in March, and that sent the stock market soaring. The Dow closed above 34,000 for the first time. Tonight, we're learning some new details of Prince Philip's funeral. Prince William will not walk side by side with Prince Harry on Saturday. A cousin will walk between them. Buckingham Palace reportedly said it was a practical change rather than sending a signal. Now to news about us. CBS President George Cheeks announced tonight CBS News and our CBS television stations are joining forces in order to better serve our viewers. Starting next month, Wendy McMahon and Neeraj Kemlani will serve as presidents and co-heads of the new division. Television News pioneer Susan Zarinsky, a 40-year veteran of CBS News and our president since 2019, is expected to stay with CBS in a significant new role. Tonight, we're reminded it takes just one person to make a difference, in this case, for America's veterans. Here's CBS's Chip Reed. The monthly food drive at the Hanover, Pennsylvania VFW originally served eight needy veterans. Now it's almost 90, and it takes a team of volunteers to pull it off, many of them vets themselves. You guys, 
It's all because of Christy Lucas, who after 17 years in education, felt a calling to devote herself to veterans. So she created a charity, Roots for Boots. The goal is to give veterans whatever help they need, and she does it full time for no pay. When you say it's more than just a food bank, what is it? It's something that restores hope. She's an angel. She's an angel. Hope for veterans like Vic Rowe. I have a prosthesis on my left leg. He built a ramp for me. And disabled veteran Jeremy Jacoby, who couldn't keep up with his young son. He broke down, and I just... <laughs> story gets me every time. I grabbed Jeremy's arm, and I said, I'll get you that track chair by Christmas. And we did. <laughs> Veterans who sacrificed so much now have a full-time angel on their side. Chip Reed, CBS News, Hanover, Pennsylvania. The most noble cause serving our veterans. To get their favorite new word in the dictionary, one family's employed 78 different tricks. Steve Hartman goes on the road to find out why that's tomorrow. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. See you tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.